Hey, tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Checkfront, the booking platform trusted by over 5,000 tour and activity operators around the world. You can start your own free 21-day trial over at Checkfront.com. Welcome to the Tourpreneur Podcast. Travel industry veteran Shane Whaley will take you on a journey with fellow tourpreneurs, sharing their tips, ideas, insights, and success stories to inspire you to make your tour business the best it can be. And now, please welcome your host, Shane. And welcome to Tourpreneur at Arrival, presented by Checkfront. Today, we are joined on the show by Nick Wilson of Wicked Wine Tours. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Fantastic. Good. Thanks I'm for having really me. Really good. No, it's, it's good to talk to you because I see your tweets. Yeah. Good. And, well, uh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So you have Wicked Wine Tours and you yep. have Wicked Weed Tours. Yeah, we just launched that this year with the uh, legalization of cannabis in Canada last year. Fantastic. Yeah. Whereabouts in Canada are your tours? We are in Kelowna, BC, which is uh, essentially the Napa Valley of Canada. It's about three hours east of Vancouver yeah. and about 300 wineries up in there. And when did the wine tour start? Uh, five years ago, 2015. Great. Yeah. And how did you get started? I spent most of my career in luxury hotels, so I was exposed to wine, but my family's very entrepreneurial, so I always had that entrepreneurial bug to uh, lose the suit, frankly, and start yeah. my own shop. Uh, really enjoyed wine, found myself in Kelowna, enjoying the wine, enjoying the beauty, and just one thing led to another, light bulb moment, looked at the competition, felt I had an opportunity to, to make my mark, and, and we did. Absolutely. So yeah. how much competition was there when you started up? It's still pretty fierce. Uh, yeah. There's probably a good 30 operators in the wow. marketplace. Uh, um, people really come for their wine, but we've, I have to say, I think we've become the biggest fish now uh, in, in the pond there. So, so talk me through... Because we get a lot of our listeners, they get a really cool idea for a tour. They've got a passion for it. Like, oh, there's other people doing it. Yep. Will the market support yet another tour of this kind? What advice would you have for listeners who are in that space right now? Absolutely. I think it's three things, um, three key elements. First, amazing people. You have to have amazing people, uh, whether it's yourself or your team. Uh, we're incredibly selective with the tour guides we, we hire, uh, whereas most of our competition aren't. They're looking more for the credentials and driver's licenses. I want the personality and then I want the credentials afterwards. Yes. That's, that's the, the backup. Branding is key to stand out in a crowded marketplace. Uh, we were very careful with our branding and consistent. Um, and consistency, execution. Uh, there's a reason luxury hotels nail it because they execute every single time. So I'm fortunate that I have that experience that we can execute on our tours. 
And where did the name Wicked come from? When I decided to start the company and I was uh, coming up with the name, I knew the name was incredibly important for the brand. Uh, I wanted it short. Uh, I wanted it memorable. I wanted it to be punchy. But I also wanted it to reflect me. And yeah. uh, your listeners can't see me, but if they saw me, they would understand, yeah. So Absolutely. It, it's definitely my DNA baked in there, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So I, I want to talk a little bit about the weed tours because I haven't spoken sure. to a weed tourpreneur before. No? Awesome. Uh, you're the first. Fantastic. Um, so... How does that work in terms of, I, I'm not up to date with the legislation in your yeah. part of the world, but yeah. how, how does that look for you? Yeah, so our cannabis tours uh, are similar to wine. There's no consumption in the vehicles, yeah. uh, much like we don't consume wine. Uh, but we take our guests to either a grow operation or an extraction facility. We educate them on the plant. Uh, a lot of people maybe have had experience with cannabis, but they really don't know a heck of a lot about it. Very yes. similar to our wine guests. I yes. like to drink wine, but I don't know a lot about it. Uh, so we educate them on the plant, male, females, indicas sativa, CBD, THC, all that kind of stuff. Now they're armed with a little bit of knowledge. Off we go to the dispensaries. They have private appointments with the bud tenders. They can purchase their product. And many of our guests are from out of town, so they don't want to fly with their cannabis, which is legal in Canada. Uh, But if you're an international guest, obviously it isn't. So they get to do a little shopping for their product while they're in town for a few days. Fantastic. And And the feedback's been amazing. Yeah, I can imagine. And how did you know there'd be a demand for the weed tour? Uh, it was from Arrival. Uh, a couple of years ago, I'd met another cannabis tour operator. And at that point, obviously, legalization was on the map for Canada. Right. Uh, so I took a few tours in the States, did my homework, and I've been patiently biding and waiting, uh, uh, waiting for shops to open so we can start yeah. our tours. Is the local government or the authorities, are they making you jump through hoops when it comes to... It's not easy. Yeah. 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 As uh, we were speaking before we started this, uh, I think the pendulum is on the extreme end of legislation. So yeah. uh, advertising is very restrictive. Even the colors, uh, you can't have animals, anything that would appeal to children. Oh, wow. Uh, and the rollout's been rather painful. Uh, yeah. And by that, I mean dispensaries opening up, facilities getting their product lines in line. We legalized a year ago, and my neighborhood only got its first legal dispensary uh, August of this year. So yeah. almost a year later was when the first shop opened up in our neighborhood because the government made it quite difficult. Yeah. 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 It was interesting. I was in Toronto a couple of weeks ago, and I walked past a dispensary. They were lining around the corner. Cannabis tourism in Toronto is actually kind of booming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I just read an article about that today. but. British Columbia has something we call BC Bud that is kind of a brand. If anybody knows cannabis around the world, we already kind of have a brand name for it. Oh, really? So okay. I believe BC could uh, kind of be a boom for cannabis tourism, yeah. Our, our biggest win, we felt, with CheckFront is customers being able to book online and not have to make that phone call to us. And they can just navigate our website, go through your interface, and just book directly with us. Once we get into it and once they, once they see all the system can do, the, it's, uh, it's quite funny because you kind of see the, 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 a world open behind that before them and they're like, oh my God, and I can send emails and I can manage how many people come and I can check them in. I'd recommend using CheckFront because it's simple, it's straightforward, it's easy to use and most importantly, there are never any problems. What do you find is the most rewarding about being a tourpreneur, running a tour business? Well, I love uh, being my own boss and and, then setting my own agenda and my own goals. I'm rather ambitious and nobody holds me back. Certainly the freedom is is fantastic. And just being able to execute on on your vision. And and it's very satisfying when guests thank you and you've put all this hard work into it. And you've blown them away and given them a great experience and a great memory. What's the best thing that's happened to you since you started your business? 
I'm very proud of the growth of the organization because of the growth of my team. I'm now employing a lot of people in the marketplace. Uh, more and more people are, are joining us, and I'm just seeing that that grow. I think that's the greatest satisfaction I've had is really just yeah. seeing my new team members come on How board. many do you have? Uh, we're up to six this year, but next year I, we're going to be growing pretty expansively, so I'm guessing around 10 to 15, actually. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And how, how does it work with, with the buses? Are you owning them? Are you outsourcing it? No, I'm not a big believer in leasing. I think you're just renting for, for perpetuity and not building up any assets. So, no, we buy all of our vehicles uh, brand new. Uh, wow. I, I mean, at the beginning, I started with a used uh, older yeah. model. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was actually the first one in my marketplace to bring in Ford Transits uh, rather than the Mercedes Sprinter vans. Yeah. Most of tour companies have followed suit with us now. But, again, execution. We buy brand new vehicles, impeccably maintained Give your team the best tools you can, and, and then they'll they'll execute. Sure. What does your distribution mix look like? Rather unique. I'm fortunate in that I haven't had to play with the OTAs yet. Okay. Uh, they're not as ubiquitous in Canada as they yeah. are in the States. So most of my uh, uh, bookings come direct. Is yeah. that because you're using AdWords or Facebook ads? Ah, yeah, or? well, in terms of that social, yes, I do have some Google ninjas working for me. They keep They're me up great. at the top I of the page. The yeah, 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 I knew straight away. Yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, yeah. I, I, um, and then name. SEO. I've been pounding the SEO for the last few years. Yeah. Uh, and we're just very careful to consider that in everything we do so that sure. SEO is always there. So organically and paid search, we're yeah. at the top all the time. And in terms of SEO... How do you stay on top of all the changes? Because, you know, you read the brief. And I, when I see something, I put it in, even if yeah. it's not related to tours. So, oh, that's a change I think people should be aware of. Yep. But how do you keep up to date with it all? Uh, well, a lot of newsletters, podcasts, uh, yeah. folks like yourself in the industry. But frankly, I think it's also important to know what you don't know. And it's getting to the point now where I'm here at Arrival for a reason. It's a fantastic conference. Uh, but also shopping for marketing agencies that are experts in that. So yeah. I fully plan on hiring somebody this winter to basically take all that over and let them handle it. Sure. Yeah. And for those uh, entrepreneurs who didn't make it to Arrival, yeah. how was that experience for you? Did you find there was plenty of marketing people here for you to chat to? Or? Unbelievable. Uh, this conference, I've been in hospitality all my life, and this is one of the best conferences I've ever been to in hospitality. And if you're a tour operator, I mean, it sounds like I work for Arrival or something, but I think you're yeah, crazy says not to, to be time. here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and particularly, I mean, the networking's great, the workshops are, are solid, the, the theater sessions are great, but for me, it's meeting the vendors and partners and yes. software companies that are going to help take my uh, business to the next level. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talking of vendors and companies, which booking platform do you use? Checkfront. Love them. Yeah. What is it about them that you love? Partly, frankly, pricing model. I don't believe in a commissionable model for software. I'm buying a product to solve my problem. Um, as I grow my business, they shouldn't get a bigger slice of the pie, in my humble opinion. Uh, so they have a flat pr pricing structure, and they fairly vehemently believe in that as well. Yeah. Uh, secondly, they're Canadian. They're in my province. Yes. Uh, and most other platforms aren't. Um, so they speak my language. They're in my backyard. They understand my market intuitively, obviously. Fantastic. Yeah. And did you go to the debate yesterday? I did. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. What, what was yeah. your uh, takeaways from that? Uh, I should be careful what I say here, I guess. No, so you don't have I, to be careful. <laughs> I thought Jason did a great job in taking the high road and not taking the bait that I think a few of the other CEOs so Jason threw is at the him. CEO of yeah. Checkfront, for yeah, those who exactly. don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, it, it was great. Watch the video, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> is what I'd say to your listeners. It's worth it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we will be airing the session on but a future. culture starts at the top, and I thought um, okay. that was very obvious with those CEOs. Uh, I thought you got a sense of what kind of branding and what their salespeople are like based on the culture of those people up there. Yeah, and what's interesting is you say that, 
But we were talking to someone earlier on today on the show, and they said, we're, we are, I'm going to name it, we're yep. a Fair Harbor customer. We love working with Fair Harbor. Yep. What we saw on the stage yesterday did not represent my experience with my Fair Harbor account management yep. And, yep. and the salespeople, which I thought was really telling. Yeah, yeah, actually. And I've heard that a few times. My experience with a couple of those companies, their salespeople just don't take no for an answer. And I, I've started blocking some of their numbers because they just keep calling me wow. and calling me. And, you know, it's one thing to say no thank you, but if you keep persisting and just don't accept the no, you're yeah. going to turn that person off and make them anti you in the long run, is kind of my opinion. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was an interesting debate. It was spirited. It was a lot. People were talking about it a lot last night. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> What's the best piece of business advice anyone has ever given you? Oh, Take care of your team. I really learned that from hotels, but it's advice I got at the beginning of my career. Don't focus on the bottom line. Don't even focus on your guests first. You take care of your team, and then your team will take care of your guests, and then bottom line will come at at the end of the day. And that's what luxury hotels do. They're amazing taking care of their team. Give them the right tools. Get out of their way and let them do their job. Let them do it. Fantastic. Where can people find your tours online? Wickedwinetours.com. And for the weed tours? Wickedweedtours.com. Fantastic. (laughs) Brilliant. Thank you very much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Torpreneur podcast. Be sure to visit torpreneur.com to join the conversation and access the show notes, including links to the resources mentioned on today's episode. This is Torpreneur.